This is an uncensored podcast about sex, sexuality, gender, and body stuff. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the person or persons sharing them. Some names have been changed to protect the anonymity of its participants. This is me. It's me. You fucking know me. It's Drew Michael. And this is the Make Sex With Me podcast. A podcast where um, we occasionally talk about sex. Hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Um, it's so funny. I have thought for a long time that this podcast was like, revolutionary, you know, and like, I'm not saying that we're not doing God's work. I'm not saying we are or are not doing God's work. Uh, but what I will say is that I listen to a lot of podcasts that are like, even like, like Chelsea Handler, I mean, her podcast and she's, you know, she's fucking famous. They're talking about shit that I have not even gotten into talking about sexually on this podcast. Like, fisting and fucking squirting and you name it just like the most and honestly I don't know if she has to mark her I mean she doesn't have to do shit with production but like when I post an episode of this podcast I have to actually like say like this episode's explicit or this episode is not explicit um and like before it's published and there's certain like rules that like even Spotify has that are like this is too explicit. Like, you know, uh, don't do anything more than this. Or if you do these things, you have to mark your episode as explicit. And, um, I mean, they're not, they're not doing the most because like, I mean, for the most part, podcasting is still free. You know, you can do whatever you want. You can do it without having to pay to do it. You can do it without getting, getting paid at all to do it. Uh, very, very easy to get that. Um, but, like, I'm wondering if, like, Chelsea Handler's people are having to mark her episodes as explicit because they're talking about some juicy jizz over there at the Chelsea Handler podcast. Um, and so are all, so are, so are all the, the people. You guys, it's spooky, spooky, spooky season. Someone told me, or I heard on a podcast, because I don't talk to people, I just listen to podcasts. I think you're not allowed to say, like, spooky Halloween or, like, it's spooky season or some, someone, some jack off is trademarked, like, one of those phrases. Um, so, and I don't even know, it's, it's, it's amazing that someone can trademark these things and then, like, 
people don't even have to be like all told like that it was trademarked or like who trademarked it. Like I could say their thing, um, but then I have to like pay them royalties if I say it or something. Or like I have to um, like shout out to them if I say it as if they fucking invented words. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I heard. So, um, to whomever fucking processed, (laughs) whoever fucking trademarked spooky season or spooky Halloween, (sighs) this one's for you. Also, you're an asshole. You can't have shit that's supposed to be for everyone. Stop. Having shit that's for everyone. You capitalist swine. Uh, so in honor of Halloween being this month, um, we're going to talk about some spooky shit. Some scary, spooky, sexy shit. Um, I'm actually not really sure how sexy any of it is, but it has to do with people and people's rights. It has to do with mental health. It has to do with, um, uh, women's rights, gay rights, you know, the rights of people of color and indigenous peoples. So, and it has to do with this thing called the media and the responsibility that they have to not spread false information, uh, which apparently so many media outlets are are somehow able to get around that. They're somehow able to prove that what they're saying is close enough to the truth. Um, and sometimes they're not, like, lying. They're just, like, manipulating us to be afraid and think things on our own that are not accurate. Um, I can't even get in in one episode into that deeply enough. But I'm actually going to try to fit quite a bit in this one episode. Um, before, (laughs) before we get into it, just a reminder, you guys, please, if you could like, rate, review, subscribe. If you could go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. If anyone listening knows me, um, and you could do that, just do it, please. I'll like, I'll pay you somehow later give you smooches or um I always I always tell people I'll have sex with you or if you don't want me to have sex with you then do it and I won't have sex with you I always say that it's it's not a threat it's just I'm literally offering up my body if you want it and I do want five star reviews um I would like one five star review or 23 star reviews but like at least one five-star review, right? Because I, I don't know how math works, but I think that's important. At this point, I wouldn't even mind a, a one-star review, you know? I mean, that, that would be nice. I just, want to, I just want a review of some kind. It really helps, guys. Reviews really help. Um, you could, like, comment and say, like, why you've reviewed it the way you have, you know? Or I'm, I'm saying reviews, and I mean to say ratings, uh, yeah, give us a five-star rating. God, I'm sorry. Can we start again? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and also, if you want, you can email us. 
podcast at gmail.com. Um, we are going to try to do an episode where we use all of y'all's emails. Um, you can ask me sex questions. It turns out I'm actually um, a scientist and I'm a sex expert. Um, so, you know, ask me questions. I will give you really good advice. I give myself not good advice. Oh, shit. I don't know if that was audible in the recording. I give myself not great advice all the time. Um, I sometimes will get good advice from other people and take it. Uh, but a majority of the time, I, I, I'm just acting like a fucking idiot. And then I give really good advice to other people. I am getting so much fucking noise from downstairs. And it is like 20 minutes before my parents have to go to bed. Are they having a fucking party down there? Ugh, boomers and their ringtones. Am I right? Am I right? Okay. So, I want to talk to you guys about curses. Alright. What is a curse? A curse is... Well, in throughout history, curses are like... Um, it's like this bad magic. It's like this, like, somebody um, cursed you for doing something they didn't like. Um, I think, like, it comes mostly from... Well, I don't know. It could come from all different parts of the world. You always hear about, like, Sicilian curses or, like, um, curses from, like, I don't know, Romania, like, I'm saying Romania because I think it's not okay to use the word gypsy anymore. Um, but, like, I think that was a big deal. Or, like, Irish people cursing. Or, like, um, you know, maybe there was some kind of, like, Asian curses. I don't know anything about that, but possibly. Um, and the fact was is that, like, curses are, they're not real, it's a person telling you you've like wronged me in a way that I feel was wrong. And I curse thee. Like I curse thee. Um, may your firstborn male um, be like unable to, I don't know, walk upright or something. <laughs> um, someone, I heard of a curse the other day that was like, um, I curse thee, like, you will not, like, the next 30 generations of your family will not die in their beds or something. So, like, they're all going to die in, like, really freaky ways or something out outside of their bed. Like, as if, like, the only, like, right way to die was, like, in a bed or something. Um, I honestly think that curses are a big part of folklore. I think it's, like, people telling stories and, like, teaching lessons, like, throughout history, like, uh, by the way, the more I say the word like, the more I'm pulling shit out of my ass, so, so it's, this is real, this is real here. In a minute, I'm going to talk about the media's responsibility to not spread disinformation. I think I already mentioned it once. Yeah, I'm not exempt from those rules, but I'm pulling, you know, I'm pulling from a body of knowledge that I have put together. I can't, cite most of this but I know a lot and I'm smart enough that I feel like 
I'm just right all the time. Does that sound good? Uh, <laughs> okay, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. Um, <clears throat> and maybe some lubricant. Yeah! So, I feel like a lot of curses... So, so, so curses are there to make people say, okay, like, I'm supposed to act this way, I'm not supposed to act that way. If I do something bad, like, I could be cursed. Like, it's just like this, like, message to people, like, be good, do what you're supposed to do, or you might get cursed, you know? Don't don't go out there and do the things in the places where the people who, who throw out curses are. And I also feel like there might be a lot of, like, um, the, a lot unsaid about the people cursing. I feel like they end up being uh, nomadic types, vagabonds, um, working class, lower class. Like, I, I feel like the story always goes that, like, some, like, old woman in rags, like, cursed some rich man on a horse or something. It's always this thing where, like, the wealthy in the story are, like, the victims. And, like, the villain is, like, some, like, old, um, poor, like, crone or something, you know? And I feel like it it only further supports, like, this idea that's been very true throughout history that and this is something that um our friend pastor who said a couple episodes back i wish i could tell you the number of the episode insert number here um that there's this idea that like poor people are bad and rich people are good and rich people deserve to be rich and poor people deserve to be poor and 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 it's all their fault if they're poor and they're like bad people like and i know that sounds like what nobody thinks that poor people are bad people um okay but like think throughout history how much we've like really made poor people like suffer more because they're poor you know like it's just this perpetuating cycle of abuse like i've been watching a lot of things about the times uh uh in history where there were like serfs so like before there was slavery in America, before there was an America, throughout much of the history of Europe and Asia, um, there were, like, these great civilizations that just had, like, just slaves. You know, they they called them serfs, but, like, they were, they were more than indentured servants. They, like, were never, they were never going to be able to come out of serfdom. They were always going to work and be laborers and they weren't being paid, you know, and they were being treated like, like to kill a serf was like not even a crime. You could just like murder one. They were slaves. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of stories from those times where like, a master wasn't good to their surf and then like the surf like cursed the master and like that's just it's not a true thing that happened it's just a story um and i forget what that's called when there's like a story that's like a, a warning for people <laughs> is it called an an omen is it called a fable is it called a haiku no it's not a haiku i know i know for a fact it's not a haiku um 
I was watching this really funny episode of Our Flag Means Death, uh, which is this um, Taika Waititi uh, show on HBO um, about, like, pirates. It's so delightful. If you guys haven't watched this, and I believe, and I'm not a big enough podcast to even fucking worry that much about this, but I know that the writers strike. There's been this big SAG AFTA, is it AFTA, AFTRA, AFTA? um strike this whole summer and whatnot um we weren't supposed to like people weren't talking about shows or movies because like we couldn't talk about like projects that needed the writers because the writers were on strike um and apparently now the writers are no longer on strike but the actors are still so uh like the screen actors guild so you're not supposed to talk about like actors right now or something which I don't feel like I'm, I'm confused about that. I don't really understand. But anyway, I'm going to talk. And I feel like the whole time I've been talking and I don't think it's benefited anyone or anything. When I open my mouth, it benefits no one. So don't even worry. Uh, and we make no money. So it doesn't matter. But anyway, Our Flag Means Death such a cute show. It's like uh, pirates. It's like there's unexpected queer characters and relationships. It's like, I feel like it, it's, it's, it's kind of about pirates, but it's mostly about like, what if we did things differently? Like what if instead of toxic masculinity, like we saw pirates who were like being emotional and like being honest and like loving instead of hating. And like, there's a little bit of killing and pillaging, but like, could we find a softer side of pirates and like, they're like not about that all the time like they're about like i mean sticking to the man and all but like they're just you know because pirates can be a symbol of um breaking down a capitalist system but pirates can also be i mean a lot of pirates did like a lot of really terrible shit um but (sighs) what if like we just took pirates is a lovey-dovey little thing. I don't know how to explain what I'm saying. It's a really good show. Watch it. It's adorable. Um, there's an episode in this current season where um, they go to, like, I don't know, attack a ship. And they get to the ship and everyone on it's already dead. And it's like some, like, um, uh, like roman not roman but like from the city of rome like everyone on the ship is like italian and like they there's like a priest and he's like tells them in oh maybe they're spanish i think they might be spanish shut up anyway they tell them the kid tells them in spanish like this ship is cursed like don't take anything don't touch anything like you will be cursed and then they end up taking this like beautiful like ruby colored suit Um, because, like, the captain is, like, he just wants to wear it, um, and then, like, he's, like, his, his crew finds out, and then they're all worried that it's cursed. Anyway, you have to find it. A bunch of fun, um, hijinks ensue, um, but, like, the, the moral of the story is that, like, he knows it's not cursed. The whole crew thinks it's cursed, and, like, the first mate is, like, it doesn't matter if it's cursed or not, really, if your crew thinks it's cursed, it's cursed because your crew's going to freak the fuck out and blah, 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 blah. So that's the thing, like, about curses, 
it doesn't matter if they're real. They become real when people believe in them and people act crazy. And there's no difference between a curse and like disinformation spread by politicians and the media when they tell you there's this terrible thing happening. I'm going to go on a rant later on my Instagram live about this, but I'm just so upset. I was like, so my aunt and uncle are visiting from Hawaii, which, you know, in my opinion, white people have no fucking right living there at all. Um, but they live there and at least, at least living there, they are super, super respect, respectful of the culture. And like, they just want to learn everything about the culture, um, of the native Hawaiian people. And they do a lot of, uh, things, um, living there. Also my, my parents, my, my, my aunt and uncle are like, they're very conservative in the sense that like they, they utilize everything they have. Um, they don't waste ever. And there's just two little people. They had one child. Um, they never had any kids after that. They both worked really hard their whole lives. Like they're really sweet and they like, they just love each other. They fucking have loved each other their whole life. My aunt is famous in our family for once telling my mom that she, um, liked cleaning her ears with Q-tips almost as much as sex with her husband. Um, and I have to say, I think I've mentioned that before on the show. It is a good one. I know you're not supposed to put anything smaller than an elbow in your ear, um, according to the ear doctor, but if the ear doctor would like rim me or something, I would say, all right, maybe I won't, you know, use Q-tips anymore. Like if there was a hot, sexy ear doctor and he was willing to just like tongue fuck me, uh, and he had a beard and, um, vibrating teeth. (laughs) What? That would be terrible. Okay. Take that last part off. Uh, just, yeah. Otherwise I'm going to fuck my own ears with Q-tips. Not daily, because I don't want to, you know, jam the, the wax up in there real bad. But, like, enough. Maybe, like, once every two weeks. And occasionally, I'm going to dip the Q-tip in a little bit of hydrogen peroxide. And stick it in there and let it bubble up. And then I pull it out and it's like, and it's all warm. And it's really good. If you guys haven't tried hydrogen peroxide on a Q-tip in your ear, I'm not kidding. People think, what are you talking about? It's good. It's really good. I mean, people put hydrogen peroxide and water in their mouth and gargle with it. So you're fine to put it in your ear. It's good. Okay, just do it. That's not the first time I've said something and it sounded like Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants. It's good. All right. I, I digress. I never fucking watched that. Um, so anyway, my aunt and uncle are here. They were talking uh, one day it was, it was actually, it's been funny. It's been really funny. Um, you know, they came really to visit my mom cause my aunt has dementia and my mom and her are they They've, they've had their ups and downs as sisters, but like they love each other very, very much. And my aunt is my mom's last remaining relative from her immediate family. And when we see my aunt, we're reminded of how much we loved my mom's mom, my grandmother, Um, She was wonderful and funny and just so clever and she made us laugh. And um, 
my aunt does the same. We love her so much. But uh, on day one, my mom and my aunt were talking about like uh, racial um, uh, integration in the schools. And of course, like my aunt is, she has dementia. So she uh, will sometimes be talking about how she like is now learning things. Um, and she doesn't know if she knew them before or if she is now just learning them. And so, like, she's like, I, I, I guess I didn't realize that, like, when in the 60s, when we were, like, in college, like, they were, like, integrating schools with, like, you know, black kids. And, like, she's like, I, I guess I just didn't realize that that was all. I was, like, there and it was happening, like, within our lifetime. She's like, it seems like that should have happened so much sooner. And I'm sitting there, like, I'm sure I, I don't I don't understand if you were so complacent in the 60s or just like so separate from that or maybe you did know it was happening and now you're you just don't remember that you knew it was happening it's like I have no idea how to handle my thoughts right now but it was like day one of their visit and they were talking about race already and I was like oh dear god and my mom and my aunt are definite boomers and I was just like Oi, this is, <laughs> this has got my nerves on edge already. Cause you know, I I know that all of my parents and their friends and whatnot, they are lovers of the Fox News and they're not bad people. Like I think I've said this recently, my parents are kind of like what Republicans were, like when like Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Like they're not bad people. They're very white. And they're very much living in their own little world, but they they love everybody. And occasionally they accidentally put their foot in their mouth, but they're not, they mean well, and they, they don't, they're not the worst. They're not the worst. And if they voted for Trump once, it's because they were ill-informed. If they voted for him a second time, it was because they were maybe brainwashed. But they definitely don't. I don't think my mother knows like how bad of a person Trump is. I don't think she's looking for that. And I don't think she's been told, but anyway, so it's uncomfortable. I'm like, I have to like hold my tongue and shit. Like, I don't know. So there was a big thing that came up at least twice about how like the big cities are dangerous and you don't want to live in New York right now. You don't want to live in Chicago. You can't go here. You can't go there. And I even said like, I'm thinking I might want to move to like Detroit and everyone at the table is like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. And it's all because they've been told that the big cities are dangerous right now. And, like, my mom was like, oh, yeah, people are, like, leaving New York. Like, they're all moving here. And they're all, like, moving to all these other places. And I'm like, mom, there was a global pandemic. People were leaving cities because it was, like, people are on top of each other in cities. And they were like, let's get to where there's more space. So that was a thing because, like, we don't want to, like, die of COVID-19 and people were fucking dying in New York. It was like ground zero in the States on the, at least on the East coast for COVID deaths. So they were like, yeah, let's go out and get some sun. Let's go out where there's more nature, where there's more space. Let's like spread the fuck out because there's a global pandemic. And then directly following the pandemic, there's a fucking increase in, in inflation and um, the cost of things. And like, Nobody can fucking afford to live in New York. It has become ridiculous. It was too expensive before the pandemic. And now that the pandemic's over, it is astronomically more expensive. Um, 
So that's why people are moving. It's not because there's an increase in crime. There's probably more NYPD than there's like ever been before um, because they, they have not defunded the police. Like there was this call to defund the police everywhere and nobody, I don't think anyone's done it. I don't think anyone's, no one's fully defunded a police department, but I don't think it's happened nearly enough anywhere. But the, the right, on Fox News is saying that like, oh, the the liberals wanted us to defund the police, and there's Biden in the in office now, and like, look what's happening the the rise of crime in the big cities, and it's like, uh, no, they didn't defund the police. Um, it's still the same, and there's always been crime, and if there's been some additional unrest, it's because. People were going fucking back crazy during the depression, the depression, the pandemic. Oops. Um, and also now that things are more expensive, people are, they can't make ends meet. Crime always rises when people can't afford their lives. Increase of theft, increase of violence because of theft. Like it's, it's just not good to not, allow people to earn a living wage and support themselves and their families. Because wouldn't you, if you couldn't feed your kids, wouldn't you go steal to feed your kids? If you couldn't get your, your, your dying mother medicine, wouldn't you beat someone up to get a bottle of medicine to save your mother's life? That's how people are. People are encapsulated in families and they want to support their families. Um, so, so yeah, curses, disinformation, and let's not forget a big part of curses, superstition. Superstition is so prevalent in history. Um, I, let's see, what else did I want to talk to you about here? Witches. I love witches. Um, and I... I love anything to do with witches. I think they're great. I want to be a witch. I want to do like spells and potions. Um, but it kind of makes me think a little bit that like, I'm just playing at something. And it's a part of you that wants magic to be real. And the fact of the matter is that like, um, and I was talking to a friend of mine who is um, a mental health professional and she's, we were talking about how the mind is so like magical and, and great. And I was like, well, you know, for me, the word magic explains anything that we haven't been able to prove yet. Like anything that's just like beyond our comprehension yet. And I would say that the brain, the human brain and the mind are like, they're, our brains can't understand themselves. Like we can't, we can't even fathom the greatness of the human mind as humans yet. Like we're going to learn more and more about it as long as we live and still probably not know everything. There's an infiniteness to the human mind, I think. Um, and an infiniteness to all things probably, but whatever. Uh, that's not enough time in an hour to talk about that. So magic is a term that I don't like to use a lot. It sounds great. It's wonderful. Hocus Pocus sounds wonderful. Um, but like these kinds of like, 
how do you say these kinds of like witchy potions and spells things that we like want like i want to put together like some some cinnamon on a purple candle and like some like you know frog's breath and like worm's wart you know a couple of a couple of you know eye of newt whatever like i want to put these things together and then be like abracadabra and have like the things i want just come true um how much of that is just like law of attraction or like you know positive thinking or whatever um that brings me to want to talk about the dream podcast if you guys haven't heard they're on their third season the dream podcast um is a really good podcast. In episode one, they talk about, or sorry, not episode one, season one, they talk about um, MLMs, multi-level marketing companies, which are basically pyramid schemes. Uh, Although apparently you can get in trouble for saying that because people in high places are protecting them. (coughs) Amway. Um, (coughs) The DeVos family. Old school Republicans. Um... It's all about pyramid schemes, MLMs, and uh, how they're basically cults and how they are designed so that a few people at the top make a lot of money and the closer you get to the bottom, the, I mean, the, the bottom 98% of people make nothing. They, they spend money and make nothing. And all of their money is making these few people at the top rich. It is like, it's like capitalism on steroids. It it makes it it's a fucking crime and it it needs to not be allowed and there's all these ways that they get away with it still. I mean pyramid schemes are illegal but like there's all these ways that they like just they just change it slightly. They just call it something slightly different and do things a little bit different. They get a little bit more clever with it. And then and they fuck people in the mind. They fuck people's minds so hardcore. Um, So season one is about that. Season two gets into like more of like the wellness industry and how much like, um, like woo woo, I almost said frou-frou, whatever, frou-frou and woo-woo stuff there is out there and how much money these like kinds of things um, generate. Uh, and how much, like, people can be tricked into paying for things, like snake oil, you know, because they're told it's going to solve all their problems or, like, cure these diseases and stuff, and, like, there's all these, like, charlatans out there and quacks, you know, telling them all these things. And now in season three, they're talking about self-help people. Like, they're, they're, they're getting more into, like, wellness coaches and lifestyle coaches, Um, And there's definitely some people out there who are not qualified to be doing what they're doing. And they're doing a lot of bullshit things. And there's a lot of abuse. There's a lot of room for abuse out there, too. It's not regulated. And that's probably not cool. But one of the things that they brought up in season three was this thing called NLP. And NLP, according to Wikipedia, and I'm just going to read straight from Wikipedia here stands for neuro-linguistic programming. So neuro, brain, linguistic, talking, programming, how you, like, 
put your fucking mind together or whatever, right? Um, and I'm just going to read this. Neuro-linguistic programming is a pseudo-scientific approach to communication, personal development, and psychotherapy that first appeared in Richard Bandler and John Grindler. <laughs> his name isn't Grindler. His name is Grinder. John, maybe it's Grinder. I hope it's Grinder. John Grinder's 1975 book, The Structure of Magic. Uh, the Structure of Magic 1. Is there more than one book? Is there a two-parter? Uh, neuro-linguistic programming. It asserts that there is a connection between neurological processes, language, and acquired behavioral patterns, and that these can be changed to achieve specific goals in life. Um, they say that it can treat problems such as phobias, depression, tic disorders, psychosomatic illnesses, nearsightedness. Mm, I'm not sure about that. Allergy and cold common cold, uh, uh, learning disorders, um, often in a single session, you can, you could cure those things, which is crazy. So, and it's been used by hypothera hypotherapists, hypnotherapists, um, as well as by companies that run seminars, seminars marketed as leadership training to business and government agencies. Um, they are, they are calling it pseudoscience. So they're saying it's like not real, they're saying there's not, like, a lot of, like, evidence to its claims. Um, but, like, okay, so essentially a big part of it is, like, positive thinking. And she was, she, the, the host of The Dream was, like, interviewing a, a, a man who's, like, an expert in NLP. And, and she was like, okay, like, can you explain some of this to me? And he's like, sure. And so, and he's also a hypnotherapist. Um, and so he was talking to her about like basically like the exercises that he would do with a lot of people in the beginning are just like thought policing. He's like, I want you to use the word and instead of the word, but when you're talking, I want you to like never say anything negative about yourself or like your, your subconscious is always listening. And like, it always knows when you're saying bad things about yourself, like every word has, um, has a positive or a negative effect on you. And like, and it's funny because, you know, some words have a negative effect on most people, but a positive effect on some. So it's like words work differently for each person. You know, like the word spider makes some people go like, oh, and some people go like, ah, and some people are just like, ooh. you know, like there's just different prerogatives about spiders out there. And, and sometimes of the year, like, in the middle of the summer, I'm like, oh, God, spiders. And then, like, in, in, during spooky season, I'm like, spiders. Like, I love them. You know, spiders are great right now. I'm like, one month out of the year. Um, it was actually funny. I was, this is a side note, I was decorating for my house for Halloween, and there were, like, spiders all over the place. Like, they were all, like, watching. And, like, they were so excited, and their little arms were like, Mom! It was really good. So anyway, um, <laughs> I was thinking that was so funny because I've done a lot of stuff with like, you know, positive, th positive thinking. I've done a lot of work with like just policing my thoughts. And every time I have a negative thought being like, how can you turn that into a positive thought? And all of that is so effective. And so if that's NLP, like, I don't understand why you think it's a pseudoscience. I mean, I literally do work with that like, with my therapist, like, actual psychotherapy, like, there is so much positive 
uh, positivity about that. Like there's so much good that can come from that. If they're saying that you can cure cancer just by like changing the way you talk about yourself, that's a leap. That's a bit of a leap. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, if you're saying you can cure um, nearsightedness in one session, I think that's a little crazy. Although I had a thought about sightedness earlier today. I was thinking like, I used to be able to not see very far away. And but I when I took my glasses off, I could see close, close shit, you know, because I was nearsighted. Now my eyes have progressed to the point where I like can't really see well with my glasses off up close or far away. And I now have astigmatism in both eyes instead of just astigmatism in one eye. Um, And so, but I was talking to my niece about it and I was like, you know, what's funny is like we, especially nowadays, like we really only look at things close up and we don't ever really challenge our eyes. Like I never look up from my screen, from my computer at work, from my phone in front of me, from, you know, the TV or I'm like sitting right in front of a person. Everything I'm doing is like right in front of my face. And I don't really look up. Like I used to like once every four months when I was living in New York, I'd look up at the top of the skyscrapers and be like, oh my God, that building's gorgeous. I I never noticed the top of that building before. It's not that I didn't think there was a top to the building. I, I assumed there was, but I just never thought about it before. So like this thing of like we're... We're not really strengthening our eyes because we're not, like, challenging them. So if your eyes could be thought of a little bit more like, I know they're not muscles, but, like, could we strengthen our eyes by, like, giving our eyes things that are gentle challenges to do to get a little bit stronger? Maybe our vision could be better. I could see how you could talk yourself into those ideas and then you could start trying each day to challenge your eyes a little bit more. I don't see curing nearsightedness in one session. Um, and I don't also know who claimed to be able to do that. If it was Bandler or Grinder, <laughs> I don't know which one. Um, but definitely I could see this kind of work helping with like phobias, depression, tick disorders, Um, And I will say, even though it's like crazy, the allergies thing and the common cold thing, um, I, 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 I don't know when it was, but I realized that like, I get anxious. And when I get anxious, my um, ability to fend off like allergens in a way that's not like gross um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. So I have allergies. I have allergies to fucking everything. But I could go out on a day and like go on a little walk in a calm walk with like, not a lot of people around and I wouldn't sneeze so much. But then all of a sudden there's a bunch of people around that are making me nervous and I'm sneezing up a storm. There's something about my anxiety levels being higher that make my allergies worse. And It's always like when I sit down at a table at a restaurant with a friend and I can't stop sneezing and they're like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, I have allergies. And they're like, well, you weren't sneezing 10 minutes ago. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. I don't know. And it's because like, there's a social anxiety now, like that wasn't present 10 minutes ago. I swear there's some kind of connection with anxiety and your immune system and your 
um, nervous system and all of that. Uh, when you get anxious, shit is code red and inflammation is higher or something. Something is happening. And I'm not sure if the science is there yet, but it doesn't mean it's not true. We'll say that. Um, that's been my experience, and I really would love if someone could fucking prove it. Or, like, if someone has proved it, just can you can you send it the information to me? Um, but I could see how all of this mind over matter kind of stuff could be really helpful with all of that. I think there's so much that can be done with positive thinking. That being said, it's never your fault if bad shit's happening to you. I'm not here to say, like, if your life isn't going the way you want it to, it's your fault or that you caused it. There's so much that can just happen and it's not your fault. You know, if you're a woman, if you're a person of color, if you're LGBTQIA plus in any way, there's going to be shit that makes your life difficult, to say the least. And it's not your fault. You didn't cause it. And some of that, you can't necessarily, like, think your way out of. Um, although I think there was a girl recently I saw on, like, one of the shows. I think it was, like, Dr. Phil. It was, like, this black girl who was, like, she wanted to be, like, in the KKK. She was, like, I'm not black. And her mother was, like, you're black. And she's, like, no, I'm not. <laughs> it was, like, okay. She she might have thought herself out of being black. I don't know. But I don't know if it's going to work, honey. So, so, yeah. So, here we have all these kind of opposing ideas. We have curses, which aren't real unless you kind of, like, think that they are. There's this pseudoscientific shit going on here with, like, neuro-linguistic programming that a lot of people are calling bullshit on but there's there's parts to it that I'm like I don't I don't call p- bullshit on positive thinking positive thinking has helped me a lot and most of my counselors and therapists have in some way recommended it at some point in time to make me feel better and it comes down to this shit too you have a fucking choice all right you have a choice of are you going to feel like shit or are you not going to feel like shit today? And it can be hard. I mean, there's going to be days when you just say, you know what? I'm giving in the towel. Like, today I'm just going to feel like shit. I'm not asking you to say I'm not going to feel bad ever. I'm just going to tell you that, like, every day you have a choice if you're going to feel this way or that way or some other way. But you get to choose. And there's been so many days when I could have had a really bad day And I knew I had the choice. And because I knew I had the choice, I turned that shit around and was like, today actually was really awesome. But if I had just said, oh, no, there's no way today's going to suck, it would have fucking sucked. And it might have sucked even more. But I said, nope. And then there's some days when you say today's going to be good. And then it still kind of sucks. But you kind of know, like, you're like, no, it, it was hard. It was a hard day. I had a lot of shit. But if I hadn't tried, it would have been worse and tomorrow would have been no better. So there's been times when I've been so low that I said like, today's going to be better than yesterday. 
even an inch, even a little bit. Tomorrow, even a little bit better. I'm going to slowly get better and better. And that's all you can do sometimes. But that's a choice, isn't it? So <clears throat> let's get more spooky. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say the only <laughs> The real reason why I even wanted to bring up neuro-linguistic uh, programming is because the guy was saying, like, he started getting really mad at the host, and he was like, no, no, like, don't say... She's like, I fucking suck. I fucking... I just want to kill myself. And, and she didn't really want to kill herself. She was just saying that. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, don't don't let your subconscious hear that. Like, and, and I was just like, okay, there's a point where it's not that literal, buddy. Like... I remember when I was in high school, I in my my friends and I used to all say the funniest shit. Like something crazy would happen that was like really fucked us over, but it was so insane that it happened and so almost like meant like like the fates decided that this was going to be the absolute worst possibility outcome. And it was just so ridiculous that my friends and I would just laugh our asses off. We would just be laughing. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm such a fucking mess. And we would just be laughing our asses off about it. And we would say all the time, like, fuck me. Or like, oh my God, fucking kill me. Shoot me in the face. And on occasional, on occasion, I would say the words. <laughs> I would say, fuck me in my fucking face. <laughs> fucking 13 year old i did not actually want to get fucked in the fucking face no i just was like this is terrible and i was laughing my ass off about it and being like oh my god fuck me in the fucking face and my friends would be like oh my god that's so fucking funny those things are if if, if it was so literal that my subconscious heard it and was like oh he wants to be fucked in the fucking face like my my subconscious is me right i'm so happy in that moment that's that's that was a good time in my life those were good things that i was saying i was i was saying fuck me in the fucking face but what i really meant was this is so fucking bad this thing but like it's not ruining me in my life this isn't bigger than me you know this 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 stupid fucking thing that happened is hilarious and i'm it's not threatening my happiness one bit so that is a little silly maybe that that kind of nlp thinking is a little silly um but that being said i mean let's look at what's her name uh what's the woman's name who had, like, one season that blew up on Netflix with, like, she'd help you clean your shit up, and she'd be like, oh, it was Marie Kondo. She'd be like, oh, if this thing, you know, that you love, it brings you so much joy, then you should keep it. But if there's all these things in your closet that don't bring you any joy, you need to get rid of them. I mean, I fully am like, yes, Marie Kondo. I think Marie Kondo got canceled. I can't remember why, but she hasn't had a season two. Maybe she had a baby. I don't know. Anyway, so I agree with that. I think, like, there's been things around my house that have been making me... Every time I see it, I go, like, oh, God. And it just gets to a point where I say, fuck that fucking thing. 
fuck it. I'm getting rid of it. Or I'm, I'm handling this now. Like that pile of motherfucking socks over there is not going to fucking fold itself. And I, you know what? Every time I look at that the fucking motherfucking sock mountain, I <laughs> feel terrible. And I'm going to fuck those socks up right the fuck now. And I just fold those fuckers and <laughs> put them in a drawer. And I'm so much happier. You know, that's true. That is true. I think Marie Kondo has something. I think you just got to be, you've got to do and surround yourself with stuff and people and things that just make you happy if you want to be happy. But that is, that does require work. Happiness requires work. That's, I think that's true. Some people will say like, oh, true love is, is so easy and like, you know, happiness, it just comes to you and you, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Almost every single time, happiness is self-created by me. Honestly, it is. If I don't fucking open my fucking eyes, which was a choice, I don't see the top of the buildings. I don't see the changing leaves. I don't, I don't smell the freshness of fall in the air. Like, I don't, I'm not paying any fucking attention. And the, the depressed, the most depressed I've ever been, I wasn't seeing or hearing or smelling shit. It was like nothing. You just feel nothing. That's numbness. That's depression for me. You're just like terrified that you, you can't feel anymore. That's so depressing. And then you say, is that true? A little, little tiny voice says, is that true? And you're like, tell me what you smell right now. Tell me what you smell, whether it's good or bad. Tell me what it is. And you smell and you're like, well, I can, I can tell it, you know, there's an air freshener in my car. I can smell, it's like a fucking bergamot and sandalwood or some shit. I can smell that or like Palo Santo. I can smell that. Okay. So then you can smell. So this thing you told yourself that you were believing that you thought was true that you couldn't sense anymore, that you were senseless. Must not be true. What do you hear? What do you see? Are you challenging your senses? Are you giving yourself a chance to experience being alive? Because like being alive is not just a thing you are. It's an experience. And we're only here to experience. That's the only reason we're on this fucking planet. So we have to remind ourselves that we are sensitive beings and we and we're not fucking witches. That's a good segue. If you need to take a little potty break, this would be a good time to do it because we're about to get witchy up in here. So also I'm going to try to just like mention everything I've been watching and listening to. Um, I was watching an episode of Lore, which Lore used to be, it's a podcast and it's really fucking good. And then at some point they got like greenlit to do a show and it's on Amazon Prime. And I think there's like two seasons. Um, I hadn't seen this one episode before and I, uh, I can't believe I didn't cause it was like one of the better ones. Um, I think it was like the penultimate episode of season two. It was about, um, a town in like New England during like the witch trials times, right? 
um, colonial New England. And um, it's all about a woman who lives on the outskirts of town. And, like, she's already been, like, called a witch and all this stuff. Because, like, people said, oh, she was walking by, like, the field. And then the next day, um, the crops were no good. And they had to be burned or whatever. And then, like, she, she said hi to to Mr. Smith and, you know, uh, now he's sick and has, he's got a fever and he's talking to himself. You know, she's, she's been touched by the devil. She's a witch. Um, and then there was like this other character who was like lived in the town. It was like her brother and her, um, and she was like, she, she was believing all these things to be true about this woman. Um, but then at some point, she realized, she talked to the woman, she realized, like, oh, this woman is not a witch. She's just a fucking person. And she's just a woman in a time when women had, like, fucking no rights whatsoever. And they were not full human beings. Like, they were not treated like full human beings at all. And if any single one of them stepped out of line, a man could say that fucking whore is a witch and she would be killed with now with no evidence no hardcore evidence circumstantial evidence at best and nothing that would directly connect her like they could just say she's a witch and on the other side of town um a goat was slaughtered it's like uh she's a witch you know like there was there was no rhyme or reason you know and they would like they would like crush people with rocks. They would like drown women. And if she like drowned, she like wasn't a witch, but then she was dead. You know, um, they would burn them alive. Uh, there was really no, and like the court system at the time was just like, do you have enough people who say that she's a witch? And then it's like, we have eight people. And it's like, she's a witch. You know, it's just like, there's, it's just was not, there weren't laws. It wasn't good enough. And so many women, and it's funny because this was going on in Europe too. I, that's, I never knew that the same shit was going on in Europe for like a couple hundred years, even before the Salem witch trials and all that. Um, and there was so much murdering going on anyway, between like Protestants and Catholics and like, you know, Catholics and uh, Christians and Muslims, you know, like there was just like, and probably Jews too. Does that sound familiar? Religions, people killing other religious people. Hmm, it does. I wonder when, I wonder if that's happened recently. Oh, it has. Um, we have to touch on that at some point too. Uh, maybe we'll end things with talking about the Israeli-Palestine situation. Um, I'm not really the person to be talking about it, but I do want to say something. Um, and I agree with Sarah Silverman, I'm pretty sure. So we're good. <laughs> I, I, I'm on her side no matter what. Okay, Sarah, don't say something fucking crazy now because then I'll look like a fucking asshole. Um, so anyway, this whole thing about witches, I, you know, there was a couple years ago, probably around spooky season, there was like, um, the Sabrina um, series on Netflix, and it was like a dark, dark, really fucked up version of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. 
Um, and I was so excited. It looked so good, but then it just was so devilly and it was so like evil. And it was like, you know, it really, at least in the first season, I didn't get past it because I couldn't sit there and watch while there was like talk of the devil and, and, and how witches were demonic and how like, witches were bad. I, I just couldn't do it. It, it. it just was too much for me to be like, it, 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 it it's, it's, it, fuck. <laughs> I was driving today. This is a good segue. I was, I, I think maybe this is how I can help describe my dilemma there. I was driving today through, uh, you know, downtown and there was like this one house and they had these little witch hats like hanging um, between their pillars, like on their porch. And it was so cute. And I was like, oh, that family, like they, they have little witch hats. And I was like, oh, and then this family over here, they have this little skeleton and this little bloody thing over here and blah, blah, blah. And it made me think like, are we, cause I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I live in the Bible belt. So I'm like, there's like serious. And I, I'll hear about like, really like cuckoo crazy christian people who like i would think like i've heard i've heard of cuckoo crazy people christian people who like won't let their children watch like harry potter or they won't let their like there was a mom (laughs) one of my friends is like the coach of like a cheerleading squad and she was like talking to a mom because it was like they they teach cheer to like little girls this and the, the 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 parents like barely pay anything for their kids to be involved in this and it's like so it's like a service we're giving to like these families almost for free um they get a t-shirt and a set of pom-poms and that's like they basically paid for that if if that um so they there's no real like i mean we want to know like what do you think we could do better to make this program better but like if you're just like have nothing but negative shit to say like you can just like leave kind of right so this, my friend was like talking to a mom and the mom said something like, oh, like so-and-so is so pale. She looks like a vampire. Like, she, I think she was talking about her kid or something. Like, I just, I'm so glad my, my daughter can get out of the house and do something active. She's so pale. She looks like a vampire. And then like the next week, another mom came up in my friend's face and was like, I can't believe that at a Christian organization, you're allowing other mothers to talk about things like vampires in front of my kids. And it was like, (laughs) no, fuck you. No. First of all, ridiculous, just fucking ridiculous. So that's the kind of cuckoo Christian coconuts I'm, I'm thinking about. Then you drive around and you see all these houses with like, really cute Halloween decorations and stuff. And, and so then I started thinking like, is it, is it only okay if you're celebrating the fact that monsters exist in the world? It's this thing of like, when they call a serial killer a monster, and then you say like, no, he wasn't a monster. He was actually a person. And I don't say that to like, try to like, you know, preserve his rights or something because he's a dirty fucking asshole for killing innocent people. But like, and it could be a woman too, but it's usually a man, uh, usually white. 
they want to make him out to be a monster because they can't believe that a human could do this. And, and it, it, and it, it relieves them from any personal responsibility of having to try to figure out how a human could do that. They just say, oh, well, oh, this one? Oh, he was a monster. Turns out he was a monster. He wasn't even human. Uh, so, you know, we don't got to look into this. Uh, you know, he, it turns out he was a monster. When we celebrate witches and ghouls and monsters and goblins or what the fuck, are we celebrating because we like them and we wish that they were real? Like, I wish I could actually be a witch and do witchy things and just have so much fun. Or, and I'm sure there's all sorts of people out there. Or are we celebrating that, like, we actually think that these things do exist, that they are evil incarnate, and that, like, they're, in a way, some kind of a scapegoat that get us, gets us out of having to, to have be responsible for the fact that, like, humans act terribly to each other you know the people that killed the women who were accused of being witches they weren't bad people because she's a witch because they were demonic so so they're bad and we're good for killing them well she didn't do anything first of all she wasn't a witch she didn't do anything to deserve being killed or imprisoned or anything and you're supposedly good people for murdering her? You murdered an innocent woman, and you're a good person? It's this, like, fucking brain-fucking gaslighting church shit. It's like, good is bad and bad is good. You act like a fucking evil asswipe, and you're a good Christian? And the people that support, like, love and inclusivity and just, like, aren't judgmental about other people for being who they are. Those people are evil. It is all of this shit plagues marginalized communities all the time. It plagues poor people. It it plagues gay people. It plagues people of color, indigenous people, women. It just, it, it just plagues the weak and the, the vulnerable it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I wonder what we're celebrating when we celebrate Halloween. I mean, Halloween is actually supposed to be, at least from my understanding, well, it comes from a lot, it's a culmination of a lot of things. But like, if you're talking like Day of the Dead, which I think is like more of the Mexican celebration of Halloween or whatever, or All Hallows Eve or whatever, it's it's celebrating all of the spirits, our ancestors, you know, that died and they live in the world of the dead. And we're like, it's almost like the veil is thin and you could like communicate with your ancestors and make sure that they know that you love them and appreciate them and miss them. Like that's gorgeous. Oh, by the way, I only know that from watching that, that one animated Pixar film whose name I can't even remember, (laughs) but it was, it made me cry a little bit. Um, I don't even want to think of what it was called. I don't even want to try to say what I think it was called because I just don't remember. Insert that here now. Thanks. I might have also been high when I watched it. Um, but 
you know, Halloween also comes from like, um, the more pagan, you know, European stuff, which is really more about like just the earth and like the changing seasons and like, um, you know, they call it Samhain. Samhain comes after, um, harvest home or whatever. And it's all about like summer's over and you're like collecting the harvest and you're like trying to store it up and like, um, you're trying to like prepare your family for winter and protect them and like have enough food and, um, you know, firewood for the fire to keep, you know, the fire burning. That's a big thing with Samhain too, is like keeping the fire burning throughout winter so that, you have a way to heat your home and also to like cook your food. You know, they would light a fire around Samhain and they would literally try to keep that fire burning the whole winter long. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I think it was harder to light fire a long time ago. <laughs> they just had to wait for something in the town to get struck by lightning. And then everyone would run out with like a, you know, torch and light it. I'm kidding. But I do think that in small villages, there would be like a main uh, fire source in the town at one point, and everyone would light their torch from that and take that to their hearth or whatever and light their fires. Um, That sounds so cute, right? I love that shit. No, those people were demonic. They were evil. The church doesn't allow for those beliefs. Fuck the villagers. Um, So... Then we start talking about demonic possession, all right? Um, So, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and done a lot of, like, research about um, the, uh, what's it called in the fucking 80s? The demonic, the, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, the satanic, the satanic panic. (laughs) It was, like, demonic trying to rhyme something with demonic. So the satanic panic was um, almost like a modern day witch trials um, because it fucking ruined people's lives. And it happened, there was one big one in the 80s in America, but like there's been other ones that have happened just here and there, even, 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 even more recently than the 1980s. But 1980s is pretty fucking modern. And it was like a ridiculous time for something that ridiculous to have happened. Like, it's just like, can you believe that people thought that, like, a preschool teacher was, like, doing satanic rituals with their children and, like, oh, my God. I mean, if you know how many people, like, they're, they, were, they lost their jobs all over the place. They lost their jobs. They lost their reputations. Some of them were jailed. Some of them were put in prison, falsely accused of doing things that they never did. They had their rights stripped away. Their families were ruined. Their relationships, their marriages were ruined. There was no coming back from any of it. This happened to so many people. Um, God, I wish I could remember the podcast I listened to about that. But it's it's absolutely insane that any of that can happen and then later on they were like oops all these people were lying some of the people that that accused them of being demonic or doing satanic rituals to children and whatever were people that were known 
they were known to have mental illness. Like they were like schizophrenics and shit that were making these claims and everyone just believed them. It's like schizophrenic people sometimes say shit that's not true. They think it's true. That doesn't mean it's true. But the fact of the matter is, is you can't, you can't ruin a whole fucking person's life without some kind of evidence, you know? There needed to be more. And the whole thing is, 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 there's not even a chance for people. I mean, cause, cause the thing is, is like the people that had their lives ruined during the satanic panic, they could have been you. They could have been any of us at that time. It was a fucking witch trial. Anyone, nobody was safe. Anyone could have their life ruined by that shit. You just were lucky if you could hide, you know, and not be chosen to be the one to be shat on. Um, like just, I guess don't talk to anybody with schizophrenia at the time. Like, oh, but the thing is, is like, we're getting this shit now. We're getting the shit now with the fucking drag bands and with fucking trans people. Like we're being told by the religious right that gay people are demonic Drag queens are demonic. We need to save our children. They're trying to teach our children, like, satanic shit. I mean, maybe these words aren't always being used, but it is... It's the same shit. It's the same shit. The The excuse is always, like, we need to do these drastic things. We know we're ruining people's lives, and we're so sorry, but, like, we have to keep the children safe. It's always about keeping the children safe. And they're never keeping the children safe from the people that are hurting them the most. They're always letting the rapists, the molesters, the fucking pedophiles, they're always letting them in to fucking do their worst to all the children that they come across. And they're never, ever pointing the finger at the right, the right predator. Like, they're making a completely innocent group of people out to be the predator and they've done nothing wrong. And they're totally asking people to look away from the fucking church, from the fucking Boy Scouts. And there's proof that these things have happened. In the, the fucking Boy Scouts documentary, they said at one time there were like 82,000 lawsuits or claimants in a lawsuit against the Boy Scouts of America for sexual assault and rape. And there, it was, that was a number that was expected to grow. And there's still a Boy Scouts of America. And they've done shit all to prevent future sexual assault and rape from happening, essentially. And people are drowning, drowning bag shows. <laughs> I not, I'm not going to say that again. They're drowning bag shows. That's it. That's how you say it now. It's a satanic panic all over again. And the whole demonic possession thing. Okay, so I've been listening to um, a lot of podcasts. I've heard a million podcasts about The Exorcist. And, oh, the other thing was I was listening to um, a podcast called... um, 
Uh, oh shit, this one I have right here. Don't fucking. It's called Heart Starts Pounding. It's such a good episode. It's a, or such a good podcast. Um, the episode had to do with like cursed movie sets, you know, and one of them was um the set of uh the Wizard of Oz, and everyone knows about the Wizard of Oz. Like someone said, oh, if you watch really closely in old versions of the movie. Like, one of the actors who was, like, um, had dwarfism, maybe, I don't know, like, hung himself on set, and you could see a person hanging, and it turns out it wasn't actually that. It turns out that it was a an exotic bird that they purchased for the movie, and it was just walking around back there. And if you, like, there was a way that they figured out, like, that if you could clarify that film image it's not a, a hanging person it's a it's an exotic bird apparently and anyway there's so much more about that movie that you don't know like for instance uh the director wanted every single light on the movie lot brought in for that soundstage because it was like one of the biggest sound stages and biggest sets uh at the time like they hadn't had one that big before so they had to have all this lighting in order for it to look really bright and colorful like Muriel land of oz shit and like fucking uh munchkin land set whatever um so and all these characters had like a ton of costumes on and it was like really hot from all the lights it was like 100 degrees in there when all the lights got turned on and people were like passing out had to go to the hospital um the woman who played the Wicked Witch, she she got exploded with, like, a ball of fire at one point. She had to go to the hospital. Her makeup had copper in it, and it was, like, burning second-degree burns all over her face and hands. They had to, like, wash her makeup off to stop the burning while she already had burns with rubbing alcohol. And she was screaming her face off. And then she came back after weeks of being in the hospital and they were like, okay, now we're going to put you on a broom and there's going to be this like thing next to you that's full of gasoline and like plops out some black smoke. So it looks like there's black smoke coming out of your broom. And she's like, fuck now. And then her fucking body double stepped in instead. And then the thing exploded and shot shrapnel all over the place. And the body double had to go to the hospital. Like there's so much shit happening on that movie set. So then they were like... So then the so so then Heart Starts Pounding host is like, was this a cursed movie set or was it like just a case of like the big movie production companies didn't give a shit about their actors, especially the females, and they treated them all like shit and got them addicted to drugs and like fucking did terrible i mean they were just terrible it was about making millions of dollars they did and and the people in the movies were fucking objects and and a lot of them were replaceable objects and uh they were like they only had worth as long as they made the production company money and that's still very true in a lot of a lot of ways um so was it a cursed movie set or did the director and was there no policies in place to protect performers and, and crew from accidents like that? Uh, yep. That's it. Not cursed, just a shitty time to be in the movies. <laughs> right. Um, so that happened. 
but then there's I've I've heard a million podcasts about the Exorcist. That was another accursed thing, and they're like, you know, they were bringing priests to set to like you know bless the the set with holy water because like they were so afraid that because of the subject matter of the movie, like um you know bad things were going to happen and apparently like a lot of weird bad things did happen on the set of the exorcist uh but a lot of those things again had to do with like actors and performers getting injured because like there was nothing in place to protect them and they were just doing crazy shit and the director was like all about getting a reaction out of his actors even if it was like traumatic and detrimental to their well-being it's like not so much a curse set, more about like people being bad to people and not a monster, a person. Um, and then there's uh, another episode of a podcast I heard, and this one made me really, really upset because I like this podcast a lot. It's called, um, oh, fuck, I wrote this down. It is called, it's called Rattled and Shook. It's a really good podcast. It's two two ladies and they like basically they let people tell scary stories and then they like talk about them and it's really fun. They allowed a a a story to be told about a woman who went to some like crazy like retreat through her evangelical like youth group or whatever. They like did a mission trip to um, like Mexico and they, uh, they were helping like build schools and shit, which is great. It's all great. Unfortunately, missionaries also just try to convert people and it's like, fuck you. Don't come here and act like I don't already believe something. Don't, don't only approach the most vulnerable and needy people and then say, have you heard of Jesus? He'll save you. He'll make everything in your life better. But anyway, so they took all these kids to Mexico and they were like trying to help the people there and convert them to probably. And then they were doing all these like uh, fellowship things or whatever. And they were like talking about, um, you know, God and this and that. And like they every night they would like have like worship sessions or whatever. And then anyway, so there was the, the story is that they were all in like this church or something and then this other guy who was like a chaperone, his name was like Coach John or something, he came in and looked kind of weird. And then the pastor said, everybody, go to your rooms, lock the door, and don't come out no matter what you hear. And then they all went to their rooms and then they heard like, blah, 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 like all this like crazy shit and like screaming and moaning and like blah, blah, blah. And then the next morning they were like, oh, there's Coach John. He looks like he had a rough night. And then the pastor was like, yep. Coach John was possessed by a demon and, you know, you guys, you know, all those things you heard, that was me exercising the demon from Coach John. And it's like, is that a scary story at all? It's not really that scary to be, first. firstly, it's not that scary. Secondly, it sounds like a story of religious abuse. It sounds like a story of you and coach John staged a fucking exorcism and freaked the fucking shit out of a bunch of young impressionable people who actually, if they think about it now have no proof that, that coach John was even uh, possessed at all other than he looked funny. 
So you all just believed that he was possessed by a demon. And you believed that, oh, we heard noises that a human being could not have made. Oh, really? I wish I could bring you to my childhood and into a cloud of my dad's farts. Because I've heard noises out of that man that, no. <laughs> um, and then there's all these other cases of, like, exorcism that the church actually performed in real life. Um, you know, where the person being exorcised was had, went through 64 exorcisms and, like, nothing ever worked. And, like, the person ended up dying from dehydration and starvation. And, like, you find out, like, oh, my God, they were basically, like, tying this person up, beating them, uh, putting them through hell. This person probably had mental illness to begin with. They might have thought they were possessed by the devil, but they actually just had severe mental illness. And they believed they were, but they weren't really. And then the priests and the parents uh, starved them to death in an attempt to get the de the devil out. But really, you just killed them. Um, that is the story of, of I want to say her name was Anna Lisa Michelle. Let's see if I can find it. Annalise, Annalise, Annalise. Michelle, Michelle. Yeah, her name was Annalise Michelle, and she was a German woman. Um, oh, she had 67 Catholic exorcisms uh, in one year, and then she died of malnutrition. Her parents and the priests were convicted of negligent homicide, but they all served merely months in jail. Um, and they all really, really believed because of their religion, their religion, that that she was possessed by the devil. But really, she had mental illness and she came from a family that was like severely traumatized by like shit that happened in the world. Because her, both of her parents lived through uh, World War II in Germany. Her dad had to fight for Germany um, on the eastern uh, border uh, against Russia. And like, it was like freezing cold and like, he watched his friends, like, basically freeze to death. Like, terrible fucking shit. And they had to watch all their Jewish neighbors, like, hauled off and murdered. Like, it's just, like, terrible fucking everything. All of that hurts you. That traumatizes you. And then you do nothing about it. And then you have a child. And then you give her all your shit. And then she's like, I'm not happy. And I keep having weird... I might also have narcolepsy. I don't know. And then, like, or not epilepsy. She had epilepsy, I think. She was having seizures. And it doesn't mean she's demonically possessed. It means that she has epilepsy. And that's a different thing. <sighs> you guys, I just talked about so much fucking shit. All I know is that there is such thing as magic. There is such thing as, like, what we don't understand yet. But there's also so much that we already know the answers to, and yet we act so much like we don't know it already. Like, we're like, well, I know some people understand science, but I don't understand science, so I think my house is haunted. 
Or I think that that woman over there is a fucking witch. Or um, that man killed all those young girls and he is uh, a monster because a human wouldn't do that. Or, you know, there's no such thing as mental illness. There's no such thing as climate change. There's no such thing as denial, 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 denial. Stop denying things that are factually proven. (laughs) Stop it. And just because you're not willing to take responsibility for your shit and your actions and blah, blah, blah. And just because you're afraid and just because you're upset or sad. I mean, deal with your shit, people. It's so exhausting. (laughs) But by all means, this Halloween, celebrate witches and ghosts and skeletons and uh, the Loch Ness Monster and um, all of that. Celebrate all the things. Um, But just remember that, like, you can be celebrating them because, like, they represent things that are a part of our history. And I think what I like most about Halloween is it brings me back to, like, I want to say, I don't want to say white tribalism, but I want to say that, like, there is such thing as tribalism in within white people's cells. Maybe not in our current culture or communities, but, like, We all come from tribal roots. We all come from ancestors who were all about the earth and gods and goddesses, right? And, like, they paid attention to nature way more. Um, We act like indigenous peoples who did that a lot more recently were somehow not very civilized because they still live those ways of life. But, like, we just forgot that we lived those ways of life. And we lost a lot about ourselves when we lost our connection to the earth. And and then we decided that everyone else needed to lose their connection, too. Because we were probably jealous in a lot of ways. And, you know, I think that's a very common thing. I think it's been said a lot that when you care more about money than the planet, like, you're fucked. You're just fucked as a society. On that note, (laughs) I said, could I possibly talk for an hour and a half straight? And I did it. I did it. I'm so happy. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll have something sexy next week. I promise. Um, As a reminder, please rate, review, subscribe. I will blow the first person. I will suck on their genitals if they give me a five-star rating. I will fly to where you are. I don't care what country it is. I will blow you. We didn't talk about the Israeli-Palestine situation. But I just want you to know that I side with uh, peace. And uh, everyone coexisting and loving each other, of course. 
And um, I'm not anti-Jew. I'm not anti-Muslim. Uh, I might be anti-Christian, but that's only because I've been a Christian too long. Um, but I love everybody as long as they don't try to take away my rights. Then I get a little upset. Or try to kill me. Then I'm pretty I'm pretty upset with that, too. Or when they try to kill other people. I don't want anyone to kill anybody. Please stop killing. Terrorism is terrible. And we need to eliminate terrorism. But I don't know if we can do that without a lot more people dying. And that's easy for fucking me to say. All right, you guys, I hope that you are emailing me at makesexwithmepodcast at gmail.com. And I hope that you guys are filling all of your holes with whatever makes you happy. Goodbye. Happy Halloween.